0: Keep Pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. I up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. moving someplace and we're doing this in carolina the first thing i care about is winning the second thing i care about is winning and the third thing i care about is you guys are smart so you you win a lot of ways and i don't like to lose it anyway ladies and gentlemen the time has come If you've been listening to us since the uh, first episode, we've been hitting at this for a while. Uh, This is the Cam Newton episode. Um, So whether you hate the guy, you love the guy, you uh, don't really have any feelings still left towards the man. uh, At least you can be entertained for the next hour and some change. Um, Our opinion and thoughts on the man have been very clear from the beginning. So now we're going to air out all of our grievances against the Panthers organization, uh, against Panthers fans in general, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, recapping the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest Panther of all time, uh, Cameron Darrell Newton. So sit back, relax, pour you up a drink, be entertained. It's uh, 8 a.m. on this Saturday morning, so we're going to try not to get too uh, upset this morning, but uh, I, I can't make any promises. It's, it's go time. Um, Corey, Wes. We're here.
1: Buckle up, but, yeah, this is something that, you know, I think we've all wanted to do, you know, to kind of give us some closure for the situation because, you know, we obviously started this podcast post-Cam Newton. Um, it would have been really fun during the cam time. So um, we can't – he's not somebody that we can just brush over. He's not somebody that we can just not talk about ever uh, as much as some Panthers fans would like to just completely for some reason forget he even existed. So this is something that we've all been wanting to do, and, and since we really started the podcast, so um, just gonna take you through—I mean, pretty much from pre-draft, you know, all the way through, and kind of just you know our thoughts, our opinions uh, on some of the the missteps, if you will. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you: a lot of people call me biased. A lot of people call me, you know, just a cam stand. Um, but you know, I'm going to be as fair as I possibly can on some of the topics. And you know I'll admit, and I was with like this when he was here, so I'll admit when Cam made a mistake uh, or when Cam did something wrong, but we really want to talk about just how overblown and how unfair of a microscope pretty much all of our favorite athletes of all time was put under his, in his time in Carolina.
0: Wes, yeah. any opening statement for you?
2: Um, this is – if, like like matt said earlier if you've listened to the podcast at all you you know our feelings on cam you know we don't like how how things ended we don't we don't like how the fans really felt about his time there sans 2015 pretty much um that was about the only year he got the respect he deserved and and still even then not enough but i just I'm glad we're doing it, it, it because we've 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 all talked about it. We it, it comes up every episode, something some in some way, shape, or form, just about. So, I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited for us all to get it off our chest. Um, the the transition from from Cam to Ted, Teddy probably made it even more polarizing to us. Cam stands as you want to call it because of just how bad the Teddy experiment was, and and there were a lot of people like, all right, Cam's gone, Teddy's in, we're gonna be good, and that didn't happen so
0: and and look we're getting this out of the way before the season starts because obviously we don't want to take away from um, from any camp coming up and obviously the team that we have um this upcoming season and um so we want to go ahead and get that out of the way now before the season starts that way we're not we're not taking away from our coverage or um any insight that we're providing through this upcoming season so uh that's, that's a little bit about why we're doing it now. It's a little bit of slow time in the off season as well. So perfect chance for us to, to get on here and, and hash this out and at least provide you guys with, with our thoughts and feelings on it. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you feel the same way. So that's why we're trying to dive into this now versus, you know, when things start rolling during the season um, anyways. So Wes, you have uh, anything else you want to add before we get into this?
2: No, I just was I'll just add that we're gonna try and start with with kind of the, the college, the Florida, the Auburn, kind of roll into that pre-draft process being drafted by the Panthers and then and then go through go through the, the pro years and then and just talk about it all. Get it, lay it all out there, talk about how I mean, like Corey said, try to be as fair as we can, point out the, the parts where, where Cam probably messed up. Cam could have Done something different, but then there's plenty of other things that that Cam uh, gets doesn't get its credit for.
0: Yeah, I mean we've talked about this off here, but it started at Florida with the laptop situation, and then you go he goes to Blair after he leaves uh, Florida, Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. laptop situation got got blown up out of proportion. You know, they act like the kid stole the laptop. Uh, We're talking about a college kid here who was you know scared, threw it out the window didn't didn't steal a laptop purchased it from a from a student didn't know it was stolen found out it was i mean so he panicked i mean he did anything maybe a, an 18 year old kid would do at the time
1: <laughs> right and i think that's the biggest thing for me with the whole situation was people wanted to crucify him for that I, I, that's the biggest problem i have with society as a whole i think this is a greater like societal issue is these kids are 17 18 19 years old making one mistake, no matter, you know, unless it's sort of like murdering somebody, but like making one mistake like that, you should not have your entire life ruined because you made a mistake at 18 or 19 years old. If you dig into that report, if you dig into what happened at, at Florida, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I think, you know, you, you just saw high ranking college athlete steals regular students' laptop, blah, 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 because he's entitled. Whatever, okay? Like I said, kids make mistakes, even if he did steal the laptop, which he didn't. But even if he did, let's not just crucify a kid because he makes a mistake in college. So, and he went to Blinn after that.
0: Blinn, not Blair. That's my fault. Yeah,
1: no, you're good. And from all accounts, this dude was like, I don't, I've never... It's blend texas apparently it's in the middle of freaking nowhere like i read a thing about him he's like i felt like he was like on the moon like just there by himself like didn't know have, have have any family nobody it was just out there in the middle of nowhere by himself at this tiny little college like you know that's a wake-up call for for anybody you know no matter what he did or didn't do so it gives calm.
2: me last chance you vibes the, the show if you've yeah. ever watched it
1: oh absolutely
0: and you talked about murdering somebody. I mean, there was an actual murderer on that yeah, same Florida team.
1: <laughs> not forget that.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> bigger issues that they had to worry about down there in game, <laughs> other than a laptop. But the, the laptop steward gets all the publicity. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a, there's, we're talking about the SEC here. So, it's not Ooh. like, you know, there's not stuff covered up on a daily basis.
1: Tebow just didn't – he didn't get to him quick enough. You know, he didn't give him the Jesus water. Oh, season. yeah,
0: don't talk about that fraud. <laughs> His whole life story is a fraud. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. I,
1: <laughs> tell so him. Yeah. So now – so we've got, you know, he hi, hi, highly recruited athlete, goes to Florida, backs Tebow up for a year or whatever. The laptop situation happens. He goes to blend. He wins a junior college national championship, completely dominated – and then the whole situation with, okay, where's Cam Newton going? You know, he's kind of resurrected now. So the Mississippi State situation happens. And, again, this is all – there's. The, the fact of the matter is there's never been a shred of evidence that has convicted or whatever you want to say from the NCAA, but whatever the NCAA does, there's never been a shred of evidence to convict him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been eligible at Auburn, okay, Apparently his dad was, you know, shopping him out to the highest bidder in the SEC, Mississippi State. You know, well, I don't remember what the number was, like four hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars or something like that. But again, true, not true. It happens at every college in the SEC. I don't care. Mississippi State just got Mississippi State just got caught offering money to to Cam's dad. And. You can miss me with that because I think college athletes should be paid anyway. So, Yeah,
0: if anybody is, you know, if anybody's doing the wrong here, it's the NCAA, and that's why there's so much against the NIL. But anyways, that's a – like I said, I'm not going to bring all that up, but I think everybody should know that the NCAA is the biggest scam.
1: Right. And then the thing I really wanted to touch on was, too, I don't think enough gets mentioned – that Cam probably had the greatest individual college season that's that's ever ever been. I mean, it ever happened.
0: 100%. There was no other uh, no other player on offense that played a snap no. in the in the NFL other than and him. And it was
1: only and it was only the um
0: uh, the the wide receiver um Adams I think maybe got maybe he
1: played a snap, but then right then the other and then the defensive tackle got he's the Nick, one defensive tackle got drafted. Yeah, Nick Fairley. Yeah, that was it. I mean, he drugged that team and just lit the entire SEC up into an undefeated national championship.
0: There's a reason Gene Chiswick got fired, what, two years later?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> he wasn't good.
0: <laughs> yeah. they. He had Cam Newton. Cam Newton had the best single season in college history.
1: Absolutely. And I remember, like, you know, I kind of, like, you know, we talked about on previous episodes, I've always kind of just liked watching SEC football, even since, you know, I mean, just since I was a kid, I, I, there's something about the teams. I, I, I just enjoyed watching SEC football regardless. And I remember just like being, man, this kid is a stud. This kid's a freak the whole year. I remember watching that damn Alabama, the Iron Bowl, where Cam brought them back. They were down like,
0: I think it was twenty-one nothing.
1: Yeah, it's twenty. Yeah, like twenty-one nothing, and you know he brought him back. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my life, man. That was, that was a. I mean, that wasn't Alabama's best season, but they still had a stacked team. I mean, that was like Mark Ingram. It was crazy, man. Just crazy season that again never gets talked about. Like you know, I mean, yeah, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, but I don't like you know we're already calling Joe Burrow's year like the greatest season. I mean come on man
2: like and and what's funny is when when people do talk about his heisman year or his heisman trophy they just they talk about it as a whole he was a fraud in college because of the laptop thing and and just like when when whenever college is talked about for cam they can't not talk about the laptops the laptop
0: i mean like it's I've, just i've heard cam talk about this Um, I think it might have been the I Am Athlete podcast or another one. But he said Urban Meyer told him that, you know, his freshman year when he came in, they were going to use him like Tebow was for Chris Leak. So they had certain packages for him. He was coming in and and playing, you know, spot situations, whatever. And that just didn't happen. So right off the bat, you know, it wasn't a good situation with Urban, at least as far as what the role was that they had defined for him. So when he came, I mean, he was going to transfer regardless, because Tebow ended up staying what, two more years after that. So that's – that's his college situation would have went differently anyways. But he still – he won two national championships. He won one in junior college and then one at Auburn. So fast forward past the, past the college years, we're leading up into the pre-draft process. You know, it, it goes in with, with the kid having to meet with Jerry Richardson. And then you have him saying – well, Jerry didn't want anybody having tattoos. He didn't want you know him him having piercings. He he asked him you know if that was something that he would he would do, not get any piercings, not get any tattoos. So right off the bat, you know it's it's kind of being pushed. Jerry's trying to play a narrative on this, and I, to an extent, I get Jerry having to be cautious dealing with the uh, Ray Carruth situation in the past, but also I mean this is what, thirteen years later in a different time and he's still trying to we've we've talked about how Jerry Richardson ran this team and obviously that that finally came to light um in in the reasons that he had to sell the team so rightfully so but um just even leading up to it things were just warning signs about how the kid was being judged and and what the um how they were trying to control the perception of him the narrative of him even before he was a member of this organization and there was people calling for, for Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Nick Fairley, um, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson.
1: Christian Ponder.
0: Yeah, if you look back at, at that top ten, I, it's A.J., Patrick Peterson, and Cam. I think those are the only three that were worth a fuck.
1: So, like, that whole that whole two years, you know, because we had the, the thing where Luck went back to school from Stanford. You know? Yeah. We had that. And then – that whole draft process, like the whole, I remember, like, I remember this, like, I've, I've, I've always been like a draft, like intently watching the draft. Like I've always been that. It's like one of my favorite times of the year. I remember leading up to that. I'm like, there is no, like there is no other option. Like it's Cam Newton for me, like the entire time. Like I didn't understand what anybody was saying. If you listen at some of these like pre-draft interviews that just sound like just so veiled, like so veiled and like just. Like, what are you really trying to say here? Like the one dude said, you know, he's got a fake smile. Um, he, Charlie Casserly said, you know, he, he this isn't punt passing kick. Like he he doesn't have the ability to 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 read, you know, NFL defenses, which you, you hear it over and over again with African American quarterbacks even today. But like, you know, I think for Cam, it was just so like there was like. I've never had – I've never seen, like, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback coming off the season he had just get – literally just ripped apart by every single draft. I don't remember a draft analyst who was like, yeah, this kid's going to be, you know, a stud. Like, Honestly, it was like Charlie Casserly, he was an idiot. I don't take anything he says. I mean, he just, like, completely torn apart. He's also said that uh, Mar Jackson should have played wide receiver, him and – good buddy from the Colts, Bill Pullian. Um, But yeah, I, I, you know, Skip Bayless, his opinion doesn't matter, but I remember him, you know, tearing him apart. Like nobody had this kid's back. Nobody. And it was just like, what, why? I didn't understand it. Like, and I still don't.
2: And, and not to, not to take any attention away from Cam here, but like, let's take a look, like this year, Justin Fields just miraculously before the draft, the character issues, got brought up and it's and it's the same it's like the, it was the same narrative with with cam there was there were no characteristics with justin fields and yes cam had the laptop thing people can't couldn't drop something that happened what four years prior right um for a, a guy that that went did his did his his time junior college came back took his team to a national championship and was the best college football quarterback that ever the, the season is for a season.
1: Yeah, I still say of all time, that's the that's the best college football quarterback se- individual season that's ever happened.
2: So it's just, it's crazy that that they, that that narrative still gets blown around by the, the old white talking heads of
0: NFL. Here's a situation that I'll throw at you you talk about character issues cam, obviously the laptop was the only thing that you could pinpoint and be like, you know, that's, that's it. That's, that's what, it, that's what I'm going to hold against this kid. But then you look over to it and I, I was a fan of the kid in college, but you look at Johnny Manziel and you look at all, all of the shit that he got into, even, you know, at Texas A&M, his time in the pros. And he talks about it. If you listen to the ball, don't Lie podcast, Johnny's in a different spot now, you know, he's finally gotten some, some mental health, um, you know, help. So good for him, but you look at how many issues that he had come up, and how many chances he kept getting over and over and over. Johnny's just having a good time. That's all. Yeah. They, that's what they said. Johnny's yeah, just right. having a good time. He's just a college kid. He's just a college kid. He's a normal. Yeah, he's a yeah, normal college kid just out he's here. A just, normal
1: college kid, you know. But he built a brand off of it. Like, yeah, he built a brand off of being like a like a douche in college, like or you know, just being a frat boy in college. Like, he you know, wanted to be the villain
0: going right. to be number one, and he was fine. Which is
1: cool. Like, which is cool. I'm fine right. with that. That's But awesome. could you? But
0: could you imagine
2: a black quarterback doing that?
1: No, no, absolutely. And, and getting and getting
2: taken in, in 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 the NFL draft and taken seriously by NFL teams.
1: I don't think a team touches a. I don't think. Okay, you honestly change you same player Johnny Manziel, right? Everything's the same. Everything like the same situation, everything, stats, everything, but he's black. I don't think he goes in the first four rounds. I, I, I honestly don't. I think maybe maybe a team takes a third or fourth round flyer on a kid like that. That's about it.
2: And and that's what's so crazy about the cam situation is he had one thing that, that the by all reports was he didn't even do it, what they said he did. And – people still talk about it in two
1: 2021 no i mean the police he's not even a panthers quarterback anymore and the police so the the police did the police came to his dorm room in florida took him out in handcuffs he had a mug shot like he was but all the charges were dropped because there was nothing right i mean there was there was nothing there was no sort of evidence other than the payment from cam to whoever yes the stolen laptop was in cam newton's possession but it's you and that's it's with everything you have to like there have to be some nuance to people's conversations like you can't just read a headline like dig deeper into every scenario man we're just so quick to assume guilt with, especially with high profile people like do your own research man like don't just Hold a grudge against an 18-year-old kid for – it just – at this point, it's like, do you just like holding – like, you just don't like Cam Newton. That's all it is. You so, don't give a shit about a laptop. You just don't like Cam Newton.
0: Fast forward to that, to his rookie season. So, now we're looking – preseason's over with. I remember specifically, I'm sitting uh, in my room, I'm watching uh, early preseason game. It was week one or week two. I don't know if Cam played week one. Uh, so, yeah. I
1: yeah, he, he played. He played week one against the Giants.
0: Okay, so he so, right. so he came in to uh came in after Clausen um started, and I remember Cam was leading us on a drive down the field and he threw this bullet pass and we he got somebody uh got tackled at the two yard line, and I just remember sitting there and I was like I was like this guy's gonna he's gonna win as a Super Bowl, like the, uh,
1: yeah. The next game against Cincinnati, he had that like like it's the preseason and he had that like filthy like. 25 yards scramble to, to score a touchdown and like and like just barreled his way in the end zone. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is like this is it. So and
0: let me say we were deprived of great quarterback play for for what three years before that because you yeah. had you had Jakes meltdown against Arizona with the you know arm just being done. He they tried to run it back the next year, gave him an extension that offseason after that bullshit game. And then Philadelphia week one, it wasn't much better. Yeah, we scored, but the same issues were there. Um, and so then that situation goes to hell next season. We're going with Jimmy Clausen, he can't throw the ball more than 40 yards down the field. He's not accurate, he's not what Mel Kuyper praised him out to be um, a franchise quarterback. That dipshit. So then I'm still waiting he, on him to retire, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> then you've got Brian St. Pierre, Vinny Testaverde. So that year showed you that we needed a car yeah we we needed somebody so insert cam newton here he comes and the arm strength's there the mobility's there we're seeing things that we haven't ever seen ever out, out of a quarterback for our franchise
1: that's, that's not only that but it's like i think for me too like the whole like pre pre-draft draft leading up to the first for season i was just like you know carolina whether it be the panthers who which is my first love like it's just like we never had like that guy, that like superstar, that like thing that everybody's talking about. Like I remember, like I tell the story the time, I remember being a kid watching Sports Center, you know, when it would just replay over and over again for hours. It's like the same Sports Center over and over again. I just remember like watching it over and over and over again, like say something about the Panthers, say something about the Panthers, say something about the Panthers. Like, I mean, when we had Smitty, you know, he had his great year in 05 and... Yeah, I get it. Like, I think Smitty, but Smitty was not like that superstar level that Cam was from literally day one. Like, Cam made it to where we were a talking point. We had to be talked about. You had to talk about Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers because of Cam. I mean, because he's that big of a personality. He's that big of a star.
0: We went to. We were getting primetime games on a regular basis because Absolutely you had good. the guy. You had. Yeah, I get that comes with the number one pick, but it comes with the number one pick who goes out his first game and sets a rookie passing record after being said that he can't throw the ball. And then once he do week two, he follows it up with another four hundred yard game.
1: Right.
0: So I mean, pick, pick your narrative. What is it? Because he just disproved you week one, and then following up, you think it's a fluke. Week two, he does the same damn thing. Yeah. And the and. Carrying us in headlines happened
2: all the way through the 2019 season. Like it wasn't something like Cam, even after the injuries, even after everything was still the superstar polarizing player that did not get appreciated. And, and, but he was still the reason that the pan outside of the Jerry Richardson stuff that the Panthers were still in ESPN headlines years later in 2019 and even the beginning of 20 going into the 2020 season before the Teddy stuff.
0: Yeah. And think about this though, his rookie year. So we hire Ron. We trade for Olson. We sign Shockey. We bring in. Chud's the OC. Yeah. We bring in Chud as OC. Um, I think Marty gave Stewart a deal that off season. And I think he gave D'Angelo got one that off season or the one before. I can't remember which.
1: We had so,
0: Leganu and Nene, if
1: anybody you know, remembers
0: yeah. that guy. <laughs> Legatron. <laughs> or, Legatron. Um, and then you had – we drafted LaFell. Or was that the year before? Uh, anyway, uh, his, his wide receiver court, David Gaddis goes down in camp, yeah. tears his ACL, and he probably had the most upside out of anybody from that wide receiver class that we drafted. So, it was him, LaFell. Um Armani was on the team still, but course. yes, many. And, and I'm saying this to say that I think that that offseason was the most that we did for Cam, getting him weapons um, through his entire time here. Yeah, so there's a plan in place at least because you went and got two veteran tight ends that you know you you get to help out the uh, the young kid, the rookie.
1: So this is like this first three year stretch with Cam as a Panther. All right, which we can just. Remember back, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah, we had the first year, you know, we were coming off 2-14, and 14, just the worst team in the league. And we go 5-11, and 11, but it's a fun 5-11. and 11. It's like Cam's lighting it up. We're in most of these games. And, you know, Cam is the darling his rookie year, uh, you know, of the NFL. But the issue was never the offense that year. The issue was always defense. the defense. Like, we couldn't – I remember – I believe it was Seattle that was like ran average, like eight yards of carry on us in the game. I mean, it was just like God awful, like just running, like just gashing us the entire time. Our defense was so bad. Um,
0: That season was extremely stressful because we would, we could put up 30, but guess what? We're giving up 40.
1: Right. I remember so
0: many games late,
1: late Chicago game. Yeah. That's the one that comes to mind. It's like, we're back and forth with these guys over and over. Then year two happens and, We draft Luke, but he's playing out of position because we still have Beast, you know, in that middle. But our defense still, like our our defense had improved, but it still wasn't like, you know, where it should have been. And this is where issues started to happen. I think most noticeably with Panthers fans not liking Cam.
0: I was leaving the the Giants game, that Thursday night game that we lost, um, that you were talking about earlier before we went on. And I was riding the light rail back to um, the parking ride station. And it was that night people started to – you could hear the narrative start to come. Like, you know, it's Cam's fault. You know, that game was Cam. It's not Cam. If you go back and watch about how, how bad that game was and about how bad that season was, like you said, playing Luke out of position, that created a lot of issue because he didn't necessarily know the things that he does great or did great was control the defense and he couldn't do that from that linebacker spot. You yeah. know, he wasn't that guy. I mean, he was still a rookie, but later in the season, things started to turn when, when Beeson went down and got hurt again. But that's when the narrative started with, with Cam and, and some people losing patience. And it's like, you look around and like, dude, you, you're creating something like you're trying to, to push something out there because you have a personal agenda. Like, I don't get me wrong. I a hundred percent agree with somebody who says that they don't like a player because ABC, like you can give me examples about what he did on the field that you didn't like, whether if, you know, he, they treated it like he went out and threw four interceptions and fumbled twice every single week. Right. And that was not the issue. And, and, and this is
1: kind of where the whole towel thing started that specific like like that's the specific the specific thing that I wanted to get into and the, the game we're talking about that Thursday night I think it was week 2 was it week 2 or week 3 Thursday night national television you know against the Giants at home like everybody was pumped like this was like okay this is like Cam's first like national televised you know big yeah, it was. stage game and we as famously Ron Rivera's famous tenure, we completely shit the bed in primetime. I mean, it just always – that's just – that goes hand in hand with Ron. Missed opportunities. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like 2015 is the only year that that didn't happen. Exactly, exactly. So, Cam – and I remember it. Like, and yes, okay, look, I understand. You know, we're down – I don't remember what the score was. We were down a lot, all right? And Cam scores a touchdown and does the Superman. I get it. I I mean, that's not a good look, okay? I understand, but this is still a second year kid, okay? He's on his first primetime game. He's excited, whatever, all right? And the thing that pissed me off the most about that was the next day, is it the next day or the next Monday, the Charlotte Observer runs that stupid fucking cartoon with Cam, drawing of Cam, doing the Superman and had a Hello Kitty thing on his chest. I'm like, this is the Charlotte Observer. This is the newspaper that's supposed to back, you know, the Panthers. And, you know, why are you running that like, I I don't understand like what, why that, that they felt that was necessary so early on in this guy's career. Like, you can write an article saying, hey, you know, it's not a good look, you know, probably shouldn't do that, you know, when you're you know, down, wherever we were down, but, like, that's just taking it over the top. Yeah, like,
2: and, and, and you talked about, like, with articles, people read headlines and, and people remember pictures. If you talk, if you write a long-form article talking about, like, like, that probably wasn't the best move, it gets buried. Nobody remembers that in a week. But if you have a cartoon... That just fuels the narrative and, and and just breeds something inside of people that even if they, like, they didn't mean, some of them probably didn't even mean to have that, like, that idea put in their head that Cam is selfish and Cam, is, but that cartoon probably helped.
1: Yeah, it's just fuel, like, and, you know, I think to, to, to this point in Cam's career, I think that people probably didn't like him because of, like, we've talked about that veiled racism, you know. People don't like – you know. I, and there's this whole like old school mentality about football, like I don't like to celebrate. I don't like celebrations, you know, have some sportsmanship. They don't you know. play the game the right way. You That's not how a quarterback plays that position. That's not how a leader is supposed to be, blah, 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 blah. okay? So, you, they've had their reasons they don't like Cam, but now they have backing, okay? Now that voice is like, okay, yeah, he's he's – he's the reason the Panthers aren't progressing. He's the reason he's, you know, I told you he wasn't good. I told you he was a scam. Here it is. Like, and it's like, it just like a snowball. Like that's when this snowball started to just roll. And I was like, I still didn't like process really what was going on. This was just my guy, you know, like, uh, he had a tough game, whatever. But that's when I like, like Matt said, Train mail back. I remember specifically that being like this turning point, and and it really started to crank up.
0: Do you like I mentioned? Do y'all remember when the whole towel on the head thing was the biggest deal in the world to Panthers oh, yeah. fans? If you went to a game and you sat in that stadium, and I, or I, a lot those first early seasons, I was there a lot, and you could just hear the older crowd in the stadium. There he goes, got a towel over his head again. And, okay, you and, don't not, like, not, just,
2: and not just in the stadium, but like, if you bring, if you brought him up at that time to oh God. like, I mean, cause I mean, I, we, I lived in a, a small suburb town, very, very uh, redneck. <laughs> and if you brought up Cam Newton in the, in any conversation, it's like the towel came up, the, he got called scam within the first two sentences the other person said. Uh, it, it just – talked about his attitude, his selfishness. And, and they, the, it, it was the same thing over and over again. And the towel was getting mentioned every single time. Every time. And it's just like, what, it, what, what point are you trying to make here? They only
0: did it when, when it fit their narrative. Cam goes yeah. yeah. out and scores a touchdown, comes right back over here. We're up by 21. And he's got the towel over his head. Not a big deal. But when we lose
1: the towel's you know, a big deal, I would tell people like, dude, like I would, I, I had, I remember I had a picture saved on my phone of him at LA, or him at Auburn oh, and there's, you can see the scoreboard in the back. They're beating the brakes off somebody and he's smiling and he's got the towel on his head. I'm like, he, he's done this since college. It's a comfort thing for him on the sidelines. Like why is this such a big deal?
2: and and what's funny is probably the most used Cam Newton gif ever is the one him he's got the towel on his head he just mm-hmm. gives the all right they just scored and he goes right back down and he matches
0: he like, right after 15 that against the giants yeah, yeah.
2: And, and 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 it's just like you can't have it both ways people
1: right like you say he he, he pouts and puts his towel on his head and look by all accounts you know there's uh, if you read into it his first two years or his first year, mainly, you know, TD did have to pull him aside. Smitty had to pull him aside and say, look, you can't be so down on the sidelines. Okay. And that's fair. All right. But again, this is a rookie, man. It's a rookie.
0: It's a 21 year old kid.
1: Right. Who is the face of a franchise, the face of a franchise coming into a new city, He's learning how to lead. Like he's the number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy. Like I can't imagine the pressure this dude's under. And you couple the pressure that this dude's put under from like sports standpoint, leader leader of men, leader of of a franchise, the face of a franchise from day one that you step into the NFL. Couple that with just the, Shitstorm of criticism over every move that you fucking make
2: i've got a comp to make right here for a second and it just it just I, i didn't come into the pot wanting to make this comp but it's a it's a it's a quarterback who had had an had an issue in college one one issue that i remember came in and had a terrible terrible rookie year but he was the savior of that franchise savior has a super bowl ring hall of famer and what's the narrative of his first year and his problems in college? Do you ever hear about it? Peyton.
0: Oh. Oh, see, that stuff <laughs> got brought up a couple years later about everything. I mean, well, excuse me, not a couple years later, a couple years recently, that resurfaced again. Yeah,
1: but dude had a sexual assault allegation. Yeah, well, no big yeah. deal, though.
0: There's no, and Peyton was, was said that, oh, he can't, win. he can't win the playoff games. When he gets in the playoffs, he can't win. And... It took some time. Hey, guess what? This kid's not going to come in year one and win you a fucking Super Bowl. No, not with the team that was around him. See, he's not going around putting Cam Newton's not going around putting his nuts on somebody's face, right?
2: And Which and is, what, what what's crazy is, is is Peyton got the grace on the football field and off the football field, and yeah. he did he did something a whole hell of a lot worse. Absolutely, and Absolutely. and had a much worse rookie
1: campaign but it was just like be patient he's a rookie right where was the patience for cam so and I bring up the first two years and really kind of talk about how offense was great I think both years offense was in the you know top 10 one and then you know middle teams too so I mean the offense is, is 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 good but the defense is still lacking so This is where my issue started with the organization after year two. You've had a blueprint of what it takes for Cam to be successful for two years. You know, give him an offensive coordinator that's going to push the ball down the field, that's gonna get creative, that's gonna, you know, let Cam be Cam. And then Chud goes and takes the Browns job well, it's fine. Chud deserved it. Chud earned it. I, I thought Chud had a, was phenomenal. I mean, there was some you know iffy stuff that year two, but I thought Chud was phenomenal in his first years. Instead of hey, let's go get a young innovative mind on offense to keep Cam Cam and keep building the defense, the fuck happens. Mike Sure Mike sure happens. Okay. And I, I that is the single biggest – I think if if I was in a room with Cam, I would say the single biggest thing that fucked you over the most was Ron hiring Shula – or promoting Shula from your QB coach to offensive coordinator.
0: We've talked about this. The thing that, that led to Ron's demise was his loyalty and his loyalty to, to staff that – I mean – Ron's going to take the blame. He took the blame. He he didn't want it put on the offensive coordinator. He didn't put it on any players. It's the same thing Cam did. Anytime that something came up, like whether it was a loss, um, whether the defense, you know, gave the game uh, away late in the game, Cam's taking the blame. You know, I got to be better. It's on me. We shouldn't even been in that position. We should have been up by, you know, more, I got to do better. And so tell me, where the issue lies with your quarterback, your franchise quarterback that everybody said, he's not a good leader. But there's no off-field issues when the guy's a pro. You never hear his name being being bad in the media. He's helping the, the local organizations. He's giving back to the city. He's being that guy that you want, everything you want from your franchise quarterback, your star player. And like you mentioned, Corey, you, they go and hire Shula. <laughs> You know, the offensive line is okay at this point in time because you still have Gross on the on the left side.
1: So, that's yeah, the an issue. You know, you got Gross. You got Khalil. You know, I mean, the offensive lines is doing great. The problem but...
0: is that they still didn't get any weapons as no. f- to keep building. Shockey left. Um, no. Smitty's getting older. So, there's no separation there. So, you're relying on the run game. And then people complain about Cam being hurt, but none of the I- injuries came from outside the pocket. You know, Cam, he, at any point in his career.
1: And honestly, and I may be misremembering, but I don't remember Cam really being injured until, no. uh-uh. you know, well, uh, 2016. So. The
2: shoulder. It's the shoulder. and yeah. Until the, 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 the tackle against the Texans, right? It was the
0: Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. This, this guy had to had – he, he gets in a car wreck. I'm sitting there. I remember specifically I'm, I'm in line at Jersey Mike's getting lunch on, like, a, a, a Tuesday afternoon, and they're showing Cam's truck upside down in downtown Charlotte. And the guy's laying on the ground smiling, like, and he's got a broken back. And guess what? He misses that week, but the next week he's he's back, like, dude, against the remember, Browns.
1: Dude, I remember, so, like, just a, a pause real quick. I remember, like, I was in class at Surrey Community College, like, when the wreck happened. And I remember getting texts from, like, three different people, like, with the link, Cam Newton involved in serious car accident. And I was, like, I almost had a panic attack. Like, I was, like, I just got up, went out of class, and I was, like, sitting in the bathroom, like, just, like, scrolling, updating, like, almost on the verge of, like, I hate to admit it, I was on the verge of tears. Like, don't be dead. Like, please don't be dead. But, yeah, that was a rough time.
0: And what do we end up doing? So, we we had one win at that point. Ron made some changes in 14. We skipped 2013, but we all know. Thirteen turned things around. The narrative started to die down a little bit. Winning fixes everything, they say, but it uh, it definitely hushed up a lot of people. I and think I remember specifically there were some, still some people wanting Derek Anderson in mm-hmm. some games. So, mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah, I think twenty. I think so. You're, you know, you're into twenty thirteen. All right, I'm trying to like progress this timeline along of things. You're into twenty thirteen. I think twenty thirteen was when. I heard the accuracy statements start coming up. It's like, okay, you know, he's shown that he's going to be a good community member, a good leader, blah, 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 blah. Lee, what else can we nitpick? All right. And that's when I started hearing the accuracy stuff because who took over play calling Mike Shula, Mike Shula. and I don't think, and look, I don't, I know the average NFL fan who just tunes in on Sundays to watch the game and doesn't really understand, like, offensive concepts. I understand, like, you know, you just see ball, okay? See ball, track ball, all right? I understand that. But if you don't understand Mike Shields' offense, the air Coriel system or some form of that that we were running at the time, like, it's just, his number one, he did not know how to design route combinations. and it was all 20 to 25 yard shots. There was not a lot of intermediate stuff. There was never any sort of dump offs whatsoever. So you did see cam having these low percentage throws like, and what it happens to his percentage, it drops. Like I hear Kian Fahey. I love the dude. Cause he is like one of the biggest statistical cam stands. He talks about like the diff- Just imagine like with basketball, like steph curry like taking all these threes well his shooting percentage is astronomically high but it's still like what 30 or 40 percent because he's taking all these threes you know if you're taking layups every you know 10 shots your percentage is going to skyrocket so if cam's taking layups like we saw in what 20s when north took over his percentage skyrocketed there was just never cam could never do anything to make anybody happy it just, oh, man. He could never do anything to make that crowd happy.
0: Yeah, don't, yeah. Cam <laughs> did a lot to make us as fans happy. I mean, him just going out there and not being Jimmy Clausen was enough for me day one. Right, and then- exactly.
1: But I think the, the, the frustrating part about it was, I think the frustrating part about it was, it, it it's a small percentage of Panthers fans that were just really vocal, but it's like everybody you talked to like that was on the fence just hated him. But the national narrative, that's what always made me so frustrated was these people are paid to talk about nationally about football. These people are paid to analyze football. These people are paid to do this. And it's like, do you just not watch games? Like, do you just not like put in the work on a weekly basis and watch this dude? I've watched every single snap of Cam Newton's entire career. And I understand that not every national talking head can do that for every, all 32 NFL teams, but don't, talk about somebody if you don't put the work in you
0: know I mean, like, you know it, it it changed what what you know tv stations and radio stations wanted they wanted somebody to be Colin coward to give those dumbass opinions so they get attention and, and get ratings um you look back at 2013 we we had the patriots game that was cam's quote-unquote coming out party um at least on the national stage and, i mean he had just beat tom brady and bill belichick um you know, drove down the field, had a game-winning drive down the field. I mean, remember the scramble, um, you know, where uh, Mike Tirico says, and there goes Newton, and it's just, I mean, we're, we're I
1: got chills just thinking yeah, about Me oh and you oh were sitting God. there
0: in, in Bank of America, and it's just like, you know, what can you what can you be mad about? What can you not like this guy? Like, why, why? And that's when people said, if you ever asked anybody, it's like, I don't like Cam Newton. What don't you like about him? I don't like, laptop. His, I, don't, I don't like his attitude. He pouts. But do you watch
1: games? Like, you tell me he's a poor leader. Go, go show me. And look, dude, like, I've said this forever. Unless you've played sports, like, at a high level, you can't really fucking understand, honestly. Or unless you just have a com- single competitive bone in your body. And I'll say this forever. If show me a good loser, and I'll show you a fucking loser. Yeah. I don't. Want, I don't fucking want Peyton Manning. I don't want like all G Shucks. You know, we gave it our best effort. Like no,
2: we're skipping I, a year here too. And yeah. oh yeah, after after 25, after twenty fifth after the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen, when people got mad about how he reacted, oh that pissed me off. That oh pissed God. me off because like I don't want to. I don't want lose a loser at quarterback. I want somebody who wants to win. And if he could have accepted that graciously. Okay. That, that that pissed me off.
0: I want as a cam to as st- a cam stand. Stick a stick a mic in my face after I just had the toughest loss in my career. After I just went fifteen and one. And won MVP, and it still wasn't enough. First off, the organization failed because Ron came out and said, "Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna change anything." Leading up to the Super Bowl, basically just tipped your hand right there. That hey, everything's gonna change. To anything. Like,
1: it's, yeah. it's fine to say it,
0: but then you don't change. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna do what got us here. Yeah, you did. And guess what? Von Miller just ate your fucking lunch. Wade Phillips is is running up and down the sidelines, taking your ass to school. Peyton Manning's throwing wounded ducks. Coney Ely could have been the damn MVP of the fucking Super Bowl and what what because you can't protect your quarterback you have a fucking defensive tackle playing (laughs) O line out there and that's the disservice that you do to the man and you wonder oh he didn't dive on a ball that's what you take away from it that's what you people still talk about people still talk about that the the business
2: decision that cam made the business decision like god bless that
1: the worst worst part about that whole like the whole thing like look that, that was, I'm talking about, like, this is not, I'm not being, like, jokingly or anything. Like, I went from the highest peak to literally the lowest point, probably of my, like, adult life in that, that two, four-hour span. All right? If you go back and look at that game, everybody says Cam played horrible. Bullshit. No. Bullshit. Go watch the game. Watch the tape cam got let down by every single player on the offensive side of the ball that day
0: and i think cj anderson ran for like a, a hundred yards that game too yeah i think I, he was really the only thing they had on offense because Peyton wasn't doing that shit.
1: stupid fucking punt returning yeah and dude, where, we, where the dude I, just like
0: country call called it too God, yeah that's let's God, start all it. the way back on that yeah, but you just but you look at that shit, dude. We didn't make any adjustments. Like Vaughn's gonna rush off the right side, and you're not gonna put anybody over there to help him. And it's just like, how incompetent can you be? But somehow, please tell me how this is Cam's fault because you want to fit your fucking narrative while your fat ass sits at home and and yells at the TV because you're cheering for a guy that you quote unquote don't like after he just went fifteen and one. Just. I remember sitting there at the Colts game, and it says the Panthers are 6-0 for the first time in franchise history. And it's like, you, but nothing's good enough. Come back and win against the Saints. Oh, my God, that
1: was such a good game.
0: The 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 third and ten, fourth and ten against the Falcons, the game that we lost where he just takes hit after hit and still gets the first down. I mean, you can count moment Nine after dudes. moment. The Giants come back win that season. Like went right down the field and said "fuck you" after Odell just showed his ass the entire game. But nothing's good enough for the guy. Nothing. It, it's always, "What have you done for me lately?" Well, I'll were tell you, for, just, uh, yeah. I were waiting for. He just broke every record that you fucking
2: had. They were waiting for. They were waiting for his misstep, and they were ready to cheer for the Super Bowl. But as soon as it didn't happen, they were waiting. They were waiting for something.
1: Right. Yeah, and I think that's the big. The, and see, here's another like ham misconception that drives me nuts okay everybody's like oh he's a one-hit wonder he had the one dude no no 2011 2012 2013 statistically yes it was not 2015 right i understand that but the dude had really good seasons on really bad teams
0: Corey, not to interrupt you, but if you look at the end of 2014 and the end of 2015, I'm pretty sure he went like a ridiculous 22-3 in that stretch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude, and we're skipping ahead here, but 2017, injured. 2017 was probably the next best year that Cam's ever had. Tell me that Cam Newton
0: can't throw the ball and is not accurate and then go watch that Saints playoff game.
1: Dude, I've never – I think – even though we lost, that will that uh, go, go down. That's the best
0: performance.
1: That will go down the number one, the gutsiest, the just single most, like I'm still in awe of that game and what he did because he was – that was perfect. He was perfect in that game, and he got screwed yet again by lack of weapons,
0: Keelan Clay, Devin Funchess, Britton yeah, person.
1: So, so, and then the fucking refs.
2: Yeah. And we talked about that narrative that started about it being inaccurate. How much of a... How much do you think that played into the drafting of two back-to-back oversized receivers?
0: Yeah, Cam misses high, so we think that we're going to bring in big bodies in and, and we're going to try to dominate the red zone. The problem is, it doesn't work when The two guys that you have one has uh uh, confidence issues, can't catch a football, the other one has uh self control issues with not being able to maintain his weight because his fat ass wants to get out there on the field and then complain when people try to say, Oh, he should switch to tight end. Guess what his fat ass is doing now? he's tied tied in in for the Giants,
1: dude. Kelvin Benjamin, like, and
0: he tried to blame Cam for everything,
1: dude. And that's dude, I I don't care how fucking tall he is. If I saw Kevin Benjamin I'd, in public, I'd punch him in his fucking face because- He dude, just wanted
2: to okay. complain after that knee injury.
1: Well, you dude, not only that, but like, when all, all in all, I, I like, it seemed like him and Cam were like really good friends, mm-hmm. you know, like really good friends. I'd be like, me, like, going to another podcast and talking shit about Matt. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck Matt, he sucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's, like, you just don't do that. So like, in I, I don't. I'm like I remember that you know that Bills preseason game when it seemed like they were going to come to blows. I'm like, dude, Cam should have went up and punched him in his fucking face because that was bullshit.
0: And then you know, so we just went fifteen and one, and he wasn't a part of it. And Cam has fifteen and one. He turned Ted Ginn. Ted Ted Ginn couldn't catch. No, he dropped the game winning touchdown against the Colts. I
1: remember that specifically. What was what was the narrative on Ted Ginn before Carolina? he was just a return guy. He was a speed a guy. guy, a return guy and a fourth wide receiver Breaks for hands.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then cam turns him into almost a thousand yard receiver and gets him paid for the second time in his career. Off after that one, he had Ted Ken, Philly Brown, Jericho Cotry with Greg Olson. And off the top of my head, I don't remember who the second tight end was. Um, but that's it. That's it. And that's 15 and one. And he goes out and wins MVP with that supporting cast. So you're trying to tell me that any, I mean, what is it? Tell me, tell me about what the knock is because that's the least help that he's had, arguably, and went out there and just shit on the entire NFL. You
1: know, and then something else that we completely, this is why this is probably going to take two episodes to really do because we skipped totally over like 2014 and the offensive line situation. Yeah, Byron Bell, Nate Chandler,
0: like Andrew Norwell sitting on the bench for how many weeks? For Ron okay. decides to give him a chance, and then brings was, him in at the Green Bay drubbing. Brings him in like the fourth quarter.
1: I was there that uh, I think it was either Thursday night or Sunday night. The game where everybody was all the entire offensive line was hurt. And we had that fucker from Canada. Yeah, and like yeah. <laughs> he was starting at left tackle. It
0: might have and been like it, David David uh, uh, Foku, Fuku. Foku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: was it, Foku. And this is, again, so, like, I, I, I make it on Cam misservices on three tiers. Fans, national media, organization. Because if you think that the Carolina Panthers are not complicit in this, you're gravely mistaken. They fucked Cam too. Jerry Richardson, Ron Rivera. Marty Herney. Marty Herney, Dave Gettleman. All right, they fucked Cam too. Regardless I you want to think they did, and it started when I always looked at it like Ron, Marty, Dave, the organization as a whole was so cam's gonna cam's got us on offense. He's got, no matter what we put on offense, we're gonna be average to okay, let's just build this elite defense, defense wins championships, boys. It's the 1980s. We're gonna build the 1985 Chicago Bears. We're gonna punch people in the mouth. We're gonna run the football. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You know, punch them in the mouth.
0: He needs to stay in the pocket. He don't need to be getting out there and and running and and doing all that. Man, that ain't how that ain't how the game's played. That ain't how the quarterback position is is supposed to be played.
1: This is a real conversation from Elkin, North Carolina, and I'm not scared to say it. I was at at a local stadium too. I was at a local. I was at a local bar. I was working at a local bar at the time. And this was 2014. I was working at a local bar in Elkin, North Carolina at the time. And this is a real conversation that I heard, overheard people talking. Um, it was two dudes, probably 40s, 50s talking. And uh, they were talking about the Panthers. And, you know, I had originally like, oh, yeah, Panthers. I had a you know Panther shirt on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, this guy was like. I, you know, I, I just ain't got no use for the Panthers anymore. You know, they got that quarterback down there likes to play that jungle football. You know, they all are just moving to running back. He's, he ain't no quarterback and playing that jungle football, running around like that. I'm like, jungle football. What do you mean, sir? What exactly are you talking about referring to
0: there? I haven't heard of that style before.
1: I, 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 I mean, you just can't – you can't make it up. I mean, like I just people but. find
2: new and creative ways to call themselves out as racist every single day.
0: The, the the truest statement in the world, and it's the meme that goes around. And Cam Newton makes people stupid. If any conversation, if anybody does not like the man, it, you tell me why. What are you hiding?
1: Yeah. And then like another. So uh, what I was trying to get to with that, the team building take. And this gets me some this gives me some sideways looks from Panthers fans, okay. I see what they were trying to do in with building an elite defense, okay? And while I think in 2013 and 2015 our defense was top tier, I don't ever think our defense was like elite, elite. You know what I'm saying? Like they were not 2015 Broncos. They weren't. They weren't Ravens Super Bowl elite right. with think that's Ed Reed what, right. and Ray Lewis. And I think that's what Ron, in his mind, thought he was creating.
0: You look at 2015, though, we still – we lacked on the defensive line.
1: We, yeah, we had no pressure from the, the defensive ends. We brought in Jared Allen. Yeah, the, the,
0: the middle line – I mean, excuse me, the linebacker core and the secondary actually were our strengths that year. Yeah. We just could yeah. not get to the quarterback. I mean no. that's why you saw Coney Ealy playing in the Super Bowl because Jared Allen got hurt um yeah. the game leading up to that. Then Charles Tillman went down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you know, so you you just see
1: and Finnegan, maybe.
0: And and like in that Super Bowl, Peyton's not mobile. If you
2: could get could have gotten any sort of pressure on I mean, him. Mean, was, was Peyton was the ghost of Peyton. If you could have gotten any pressure on him, it's game over. Look and the defense had a
0: wounded ducks.
1: Yeah. yeah. The defense had a great game that it was two bullshit. Like, literally, two bullshit plays were all the points, pretty much. Like, the the dumb, the dumbass punt return where we don't tackle, and then the, the strip, strip sack, uh, sack
0: on like the two yard line.
1: Well, there, there's one other play. Kotri Cot- caught it, but you- <laughs> um, I think if Kotri, if, if, if the if cleat fucking Blakeman, I, that's another dude. If I ever see him in public, I'm going to, we're going to have words. But uh, if he like rules out a catch, the strip sack never happens so that's why everybody like it's i
0: i'm all for the franchise and the fan base trying to grow and it did substantially in 2015 don't get me wrong i'm seeing people that never talked about the panthers before posting stuff on facebook wearing panthers stuff acting like they're the biggest fan hey man great i want our fan base to grow and it did significantly under cam um I think one of the big things. I was sitting there in the stadium watching the the NFC Championship game um, that we were at, and shout
1: my, out, man, my my,
0: my my friend turns to me and he go, he looks around. And it's like you know this is the 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 Panthers fan base is we're starting to see young people get involved. We're starting to see this thing actually become what it is and it grow. It's like man, how how fun is that 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 young people who are um becoming Panthers fans and actually building up the fan base that's going to be around for the next 40 years. Yeah. And it's like so you're actually seeing that happen now and it happened under Cam because you know I wasn't at that age where I can remember you know 96 and you know the the late 90s um you know like unfortunately like 02 03 01 that's like where I start to like actually remember that as a kid growing up and then you know some people have it as you know 2011 you know, so their whole time all they knew panther football was cam right. and like to get to my point was that um 2015 you see so many people coming out of nowhere and, and acting like they're lifelong panthers fans which is great but the following year we're off to a rough start and it's just immediately like that's it cam's got to go we're not you know this team sucks blah 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 they stop posting it's nothing but just dogging them and it's, you know that just pisses you off even more because it's somebody who's been here just for the good time last year. Have They missed their growing pains, and then you're going to immediately trash the star player, the franchise quarterback. And then you start hearing the Derrick Anderson shit more in the stadium. And, oh, he's accurate. He's a better passer. It's like, put Derrick Anderson in. I remember hearing that in the middle of a game. It's like, Dude, shut the fuck up. You're ignorant. You don't know what you're talking about. You obviously have some closet racism uh, about you because – with co- other comments made that I won't mention, it's that's just the, the shit that goes on. Like, I pay their fans like, I don't like how dumb you think. And that's like where F 150 Twitter and all
1: this, this, that narrative comes from. And it's, do you, remember, do you remember me and you? I think it was me and you that went to the Tampa Bay game like two weeks. I was at the Tampa Bay game, like, I guess it was the week after Cam got hurt. 20,
0: yeah, 2014, we went um, after the Browns win.
1: Yeah, where Derek
0: started. Derek was playing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 after the, sorry. Oh, yeah, right, the, you're right.
1: Right after the week. Do you remember, and this is another picture that's like, there was a fucking guy in a cam jersey with like fake, like prosthetic, like arms on and like a steering wheel acting like he had just got out of a hospital bed. Like, Like, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like this dude just wrecked his car could have died. And you're out here making fun of him, like dressed up, like in a hospital stuff and you somehow think you're funny. And this is like a fucking 40 year old, 30 year old man. I'm like, I'm 20 something at the time. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's just like, it's, a, it, I think like we talk about Cam make people stupid cam shows the ugly. cam brings out the ugly of society in a way that i've never seen or can imagine in my life and you were talking about you know 2015 cam like and your friend like i remember friends and i and i I was very like people would be like not talk to me about cam because i would get very hostile very quick because i've seen all these people talking shit so much saying all these things about cam i'm like no dude no don't go buy that Cam jersey. You don't the fucking deserve to wear it with the way you've talked about him for however long. Now, just because he's cool. And I think that's where I, maybe I do take the Panthers and Cam too seriously sometimes. And I've admitted that fine. But like it just, Cam meant so, Cam and the, the Panthers, number one, but Cam meant and has meant so much to me in my life. And some people think that's stupid. Some people think that, you know, how can you be like that? I don't give a, I don't care what you're passionate about. You're passionate about fucking cars and spend all your money on stupid car parts. Like I'm not bashing you for what you do. Hey man, it's it's the same way. Let me be passionate about what I want to be passionate about.
0: Some people care about politics. Some people idolize politicians, you know, for us, it's, it's sports and it's athletes. Everybody growing up has a, has a role model. Most of ours have probably been an athlete.
1: Right. And I think Cam, for, on a deeper level, Cam represents everything that I've ever, like, I, like, I, this is dumb, but like, this is getting pretty deep. But it's like, you know, I've never been like a, a confident person. Like I've always been really insecure, like growing up all the time. Cam represents everything that I've wanted to be. Just that I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm going to be me. That's, Cam represents that to me so much. And he, like, in some points has given me the courage to just be my own self. Like be what the fuck I want to be, wear what the fuck I want to wear and not give a fuck what anybody says or makes fun of me for. So you're going to sit here and talk about somebody that I idolize this much because of stupid shit. So yeah, I'm going to get hostile. Absolutely. Because it's bullshit. And throughout all this, we've talked about the on field.
2: We've talked about the, the narrative around him. We haven't even brought up the fact that everything he did for the community of Charlotte Like we've taught, we 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 haven't even touched on it hardly. We've we've it's been mentioned, but like the the charity stuff, the Thanksgiving meals, the going and buying kids toys, just just all of it. The kickball tournament and
1: off season. And the reason you don't hear about that is because he's not like other athletes who have fifty million cameras to make sure that they get that caught on camera. He's doing it behind the scenes with no publicity because he doesn't want that. It's not about him. It's about the kids. It's about the homeless people. It's about all these other things. It's not about me looking good on camera. It's not about despite what, what anybody, the national it's narrative like, might be on him. It's about those people at that time. Yeah. It's not about him.
2: Yeah. It's like we, that story Zach shared. Like, right. like when he went, he, he was part of the, the caravan that was with Cam that day, and like there were no cameras. He said nobody knew about that because Cam right. didn't have cameras around. But Zach, Zach knows about it. It's cool. It's an awesome story for Zach to have and I'm glad we got to hear it, but that's not talked about because Cam didn't care if it was talked about. Cam Cam didn't care about the narrative surrounded him, surrounding him. Cam just wanted to do right by the community and for the community because he was in a place to do so.
0: And you, he goes at when he's on a, away trips, he's he's buying meals and giving them the homeless people that he sees on the street. Like, how would you feel if you were homeless and a star athlete's coming up to you and, and you may not know who they are, and you don't have access to media or whatever it is, um, and they're giving you uh, food or a meal or whatever and you have a camera in your face like you know how does that make you feel like for the world to know that that you're out there living i mean living on the streets you know that's not something that you want your family to potentially see or you know you want anybody to know like you're already you have dealing with a with more than the average human is and that's what like people just say selfish it's like man you just don't pay attention like you're obviously the one that has issues because you're down to somebody who gives back to the community is, is a focal point in the Charlotte and Carolina community. Like, right. I, I don't get, like, everybody talks about role models. Like what else could you want from the guy? Like he, he's, he throws a Thanksgiving event where he feeds kids every single year. He has a Christmas event. He does a, a off season uh, kickball tournament that the, that the roaring riot was involved with and others as well. Um, He has a seven on seven camp. Like, he, he, that he goes and takes time out of his his life to, to to help these kids. He adopts kids. Like I mean, I don't get like what. what but Matt, what he these? dresses weird. He dresses. He and that's dresses. another thing, man. So many people, like, like, what insecurities We're do you have? The onion.
1: We're just keep killing,
0: just <laughs> keep What insecurities do you have to, to bitch about how another grown man dresses? Like, because it's not how you want to dress. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't care how he dresses. I don't care anything. As long as he's good in the community, is not out, you know, making negative headlines, going to jail. He's performing on the field. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, just say that you have an issue about the color of his skin and move on because I can deal with that one a lot better than you just sitting here and just diving more and more making up bullshit
1: to cover up your own issues that's my biggest thing Like, who are you as another human being to tell anybody how they should dress when they get out of bed every morning like as long as it's not like you know dressing like like he's not like up there in a fucking like g-string
2: my dude can wear a
1: dress and 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 I, i don't care if that's what he wants to wear Go right ahead. Absolutely. Cause guess what? That motherfucker, say that to his face on the street. <laughs> like you you go up to him, you and your stupid, like you said, like your, your fucking flannels and PFG shirts, like you, you know, your white new balances and fucking cargo shorts, you go tell that six five two hundred and eighty fucking pound monster shredded. You go tell him that you don't think he's stupid that you don't like the way he dresses and you think it's stupid and make fun of him. You go tell him that to his fucking face and see what happens. Yeah, you at, get destroyed. At
2: the time, my, my thing was it's just like you you wear cargo shorts six days a week. And you're talking about what somebody wears.
1: Correct. Like, come on, man. Like <laughs> you've got you've got cargo shorts on, a PFG shirt, thinking you're Luke Combs with your fucking white oakley glasses. Like. Oh my god. The and your piece of your piece of shit F one fifty is
0: parked out back. Might as well right. have a have a rebel flag on the back of it or a sticker that says, you know, I like my, my sister. Like
1: shut the fuck up <laughs> Heritage over hate. Heritage not hate. Yeah. Like, oh right. Thin blue line right here. Who, who are you to fucking tell anybody how they should you, you
2: met your you met your girlfriend at the family reunion. Like,
0: dude, dude. <laughs> and and that's just like oh he cares too much about what he wears and how he dresses and how he looks but guess what motherfucker he's got somebody who picks out his suit or his game day stuff and doesn't even know what it looks like until that morning so try again how about you actually do some
1: research try again absolutely like and you know it's the same thing it's like so parallel with like russell westbrook like that dude has some 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 really out there outfits hey man you're a badass do what the fuck you want to do hmm Who cares? It's a grown man making his own decisions, and you just want to nitpick it. Like, and then, man, just keep going. And then the press conference things, okay? I'll be the first to admit that Cam, bless his heart, tried really hard to be articulate, okay? He, He did sometimes he just like the words i think got jumbled up in his head and this is another thing i don't understand what the the panthers did cam another disservice you are a billion dollar organization get the dude a coach like hey we're gonna coach you on these press conferences and how to do these things that never happened okay and like cam said some funny like head scratching things sometimes like the Titanic's got to keep going. <laughs> like, that was a classic one. I, 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 th- I think that I think
0: that like his thing was just like not to take things too seriously when it came right. you know, when it came to that. And I think that he wanted to show that he's you know human also just like us. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to him just not caring about what right. you know, what everybody thought. Like he's still going to be himself. And you're right. Like right. they should have got him a, you know a PR coach. and, and God bless his heart that. Like he he's a better person than me because after that Super Bowl loss, I'm not sitting there in front of all them reporters and have them badmouth
1: me. I would have taken the fine.
0: Yeah. I'm not I'm not talking to the media.
1: The and very he, best I'm probably, doing is
2: the marshal. I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. That that is the only, that, that is the most I would do in that situation, but most likely I'm not showing up.
1: No. And you know, the, the thing about the press conferences too, it's like again, it's like what do you want? Because you say you want one thing and I'm I'm talking about like sports fans in general. Like, you say you want one thing, you say you want athletes to not be like cookie cutter, you want to give them, you know, that raw emotion, give it, give you that like insight instead of just going up there saying the PC answer over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, like we you know, we didn't play well or, you know, we played well or you know, whatever. Like, cam, like you never knew what you're going to get out of a cam press conference. And, you like that. Like, you want to see that. You want to realize these dudes are human beings and they have emotions just like us. Like, they're not fucking robots, man. Like, like, we put these people on a pedestal and, you know, I, I do too. Like, I'm a victim of it. I put these people on a pedestal because they're athletes. I love them, but it's like, they're human beings, man. They have ups, they have downs, they have mental health struggles. They, you know, they have emotional struggles. Like, I don't want a robot. Like, I don't want Peyton Manning. I don't want fucking that stupid little shit, Russell Wilson. Like, I don't want that. It's not what I – that's not why I like sports. I don't want that.
0: It's not not real. That's why – and that's why Cam posted the Instagram videos. You know, it's like showing the workouts. Like, after the Panthers release and all that, like, you see how much this man wanted to stay in Carolina so don't say cam didn't want to be here or nothing like that but like you see like how hurt he was you know how it went down and that's another thing the panthers did a disservice on like how you informed the guy like you put all this shit out there that like he's the guy i remember my last time in bank of america stadium was a seahawks game where they had cam back um uh to like to i, I don't know if he was if that was when they announced that he was a um um a, 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 a uh Shit, the words slipped my head. A man of the year candidate. Um,
2: Walter Payton, man of the year? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if
0: that was it or, or what. But that was the last time he was there as well. But I just remember them, like, showing him on the screen, like, the stadium going crazy, like, the season's over with, um, putting his accomplishments up there on the board. And it's like, you know, that's the last time that that man was in Bank of America with fans in the stadium. That's the last time I've been there. And the last time that prior to that, um, I was at the Buccaneers game, his last game that he played for us. Um and then the Tennessee game against uh, – when, when Kyle Allen was quarterback. And it's just like, man, it, it it's a different atmosphere. Like, I obviously didn't go to games last year, but, like, the excitement's gone. Like, you're not hearing that. Like, the stadium, regardless of what was going on, the stadium always went nuts when they said – you know, they introduced everybody as like at quarterback number one from Auburn and, and like Cam standing there through the smoke with his fist in the air and then coming out doing the Superman. Like that's like, that's not happening anymore. And I think. I used
1: to get mad when I'd go to games and they would introduce the defense instead of Cam. Yeah.
0: Like at least at that point, like, you know, you had Luke, so, you know, you, you had at least Mm -hmm. something. And then to just think about that, to lose, your your franchise guy on offense and defense in the same offseason like that yeah, of course your franchise is gonna go through a big reset. Okay. And the thing, yeah and the thing that pissed me off the most is like so much fake outrage when like the news broke that we were releasing him and signing Teddy the same day. Like I see people that was you know up in arms and, and mad. And it's like, where the fuck have you been? Because you're the same person that was that, that did nothing but dog him his entire time here. And it's like, and now you're mad? Like it's fake outrage. You're doing this for attention. Like you just saw what our season was like without this man. Like so, so tell me, like, why you're upset? Yeah, like, you got what you wanted. The whole crowd that said that was screaming for Derek Anderson. Like you saw with Kyle Allen, what a season of Derek Anderson would have been like. Like everybody's saying, "Oh, Teddy." Like you saw what that would have been like. Like no O line. Like what? Like you saw what Cam had to deal with. So you tell me how anybody else could come in here and do what he did better? He never had less than six wins as a starting quarterback for us.
1: And I mean, do you remember? Do you? I mean, do you remember like when Kyle Allen like those first couple like. I saw it. I saw the mirage. Okay, again, I'm not like like putting my own football analysis up on a pedestal, but like I saw the mirage.
0: He had I the knew, Saints the Saints I, game late that one season, and
1: I I knew it was a mirage. Okay, I knew that this is a mirage. Like this is he's had a couple good weeks, whatever. But you had I mean, you had people that were like, Kyle Allen is the, our next guy, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Are you that dumb? Are you that dumb?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's like like Matt said, it's the same people that thought Derek Anderson was better than Cam at the time he was our backup. And don't get me wrong, Derek probably the best backup
1: in the league at the time. He was never a starting caliber quarterback. Nope.
0: He had spot start spot starts against the Bucks.
1: That's. He had was, one good season that he put together in
0: Cleveland. Yeah, it helped when he had you know, Jamal Lewis back there, and he had, had weapons around him. I mean,
1: that, that and then he went to Arizona and had the meltdown. <laughs> you don't think I take this shit seriously? <laughs> I love Derek. I, don't get me wrong, I love yeah, Derek. Yeah. I love him.
2: But and he I, was probably important to Cam's growth as, as an NFL quarterback because he was a veteran in that quarterback room with him, helping him, but that does not – does not – mean that he should have been in any of the games above camp ever, ever. The people, people underestimate what that, what that veteran quarterback means to a young guy like cam. um, But they, they, they don't want to, they want to overstate what it, what that quarterback's ability is when, when they're mad at at a guy like cam.
1: And I think the key word there is mad and, Mad for no goddamn reason whatsoever. Like, Cam's entire career, I used to just turn my fucking phone off during Panda games because it would, the first incompletion, every game, the first incompletion, the first judgmentally, you know, poor throw. And here come the fucking texts. Here come the messages. Boys not looking too good this week. Oh, fucking imagine another cam overthrow. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, watch Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't go 30 for 30 every game, Aaron Rodgers doesn't not throw interceptions. Tom Brady doesn't not throw interceptions. It's the NFL professional fucking football, the best league on the entire planet in the entire galaxy. People are not perfect. You brought They're something,
2: you brought something that, that made me think of something. Um, imagine if Cam had pitched a fit because his team drafted a bash backup quarterback or if his if his team didn't draft him weapons. Imagine the narrative around Cam if he had pitched a fit publicly about that.
1: Imagine if Cam had the standoffish, arrogant, fucking bullshit attitude that Aaron Rodgers has. Aaron Rodgers is a fucking dick. 100%. He's an asshole. To everybody, to teammates, to the media, to his organization. Well, he's your top five quarterback all time.
2: And don't get me wrong. I absolutely love watching Aaron Rodgers play football. He's an incredible quarterback. But if Cam had acted the way that Aaron acts – off the field and in the organization. Could you imagine the things that would be said about that, man?
1: Absolutely, and here's another correlation I wanna make because what F-150 Twitter or when you when you call somebody out and say you don't like Cam because he's black, they'll be like, well, I love Russell Wilson. He's black. But Russell Wilson is that monotone, good old boy, like, I'm a black dude, but I'm not going to act black, you know, I'm I'm not going to be that, like, I don't have that, what quote unquote attitude that these people hate so much, you know, he toes the line to these people. And that's the big difference between Cam and Russell. And granted, I hate Russell Wilson. I fucking can't stand the dude. He's a great quarterback. Like, I think, you know, he's, he's a good fucking football player. I'm not taking it away from him. But just because you like this, like, I mean, this, just because it's like saying like, oh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, man, like, like you don't like him because you don't like, the same reason you don't like Lamar Jackson, you know, like the, the same reason you don't like Justin Fields, like, because they don't, in your little box of how you think someone should act. Yeah. And you mentioned
2: earlier that people thought Cam is like the fake smile or the, the fake. That's Russell Wilson, the fake. 1,000%. And that's why they like Russell is because he is able to fake it so well. The, the reason they don't like Cam is because Cam is being authentically Cam. It's not fake. Not a, not a bit of it is fake.
0: You remember um, that that mom that sent that letter after the Tennessee, the Tennessee game. yes
1: yeah.
0: yeah I mean can you sum up anything better than that right there uh, like how people feel about this man or like you know, the, the opinions that are out there they're scary because now we've seen this roll over into real life and actually get more light here recently um, especially in the last year but those are things that go on in the real world these are people who do that shit at people's like your job right And 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 these are people that hide behind you know keyboards and and Facebook pages and 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 all of that. So we're we're sometimes joking about the matter, like when we say F one fifty Twitter and all this stuff. But these are issues that that spill over into actual real life. People fucking with normal people out there. So just imagine them thinking that they're entitled enough to to send a letter about how. An athlete acts on the field because it's setting a bad example for my son. All right, guess what? Cut the fucking TV off. I'm sure he hears a lot worse at home when you come home from work and you use certain
1: derogatory terms. If you have to worry about um, a, if you have to worry about a professional athlete being a role model for your son, what does that say about you as a parent?
0: Yeah, Charles Barkley said it said it best back in the '90s. I love Chuck. Said, I'm not a role model. No. But guess what? Like, he knew how he acted, and he knew how you felt about it. And he didn't give two fucks.
1: Right. And then, and I think, look, obviously, we have a fucking podcast about our favorite sports team. So we take sports pretty fucking seriously. And I don't want it to get it twisted, but, like, obviously, like, I'm very passionate. I care a lot about the, the NFL and the Panthers. But at the end of the day, like – I am, I do take it seriously. At the end of the day, these guys are getting paid to play a, a game. All right, it's not that fucking serious. They don't have to act serious all the fucking time. Get over yourself. There's no right way to play the game. Miss me with that old school mentality. I cannot stand that. This is a this is a game. It is entertainment. It is supposed to be fun.
0: All right. Yeah. Me and Wes talked about this the other day in a text message. Actually, yesterday, but there's a reason that baseball is not growing like the other sports, it's, right. and it's, it's because people are tied up in that mindset. Like, well, he, uh, I don't like the way he dresses, or like I don't want to see the game evolve. Like the MLB does a poor job at marketing their how, players. How
1: dare he flip that bat? Like so, I just hit a fucking 435. He's, not, home he's run. not supposed
0: to have fun. That's disrespectful. You don't show somebody up like that. You run. You wear and, your hat backwards.
2: What sparked it is my favorite player used to have dreads, and and I posted a picture and saying that I liked a card of a picture of him from, from last season when he had dreads, and someone re- replied like, "I'm glad he got rid of his dreads, or I hated his dreads, or something like that." And I just I'm just like, what what? So so you so tell me you're racist without actually telling me you're racist.
0: And, and the NBA is the one, the, the sport that's growing. I mean, the NFL, think about the last 10 years, how much the NFL has grown in popularity. Like, arguably, it's, it's now America's sport. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: 100%. And you look at, like, everything else, like, it's just behind. But the NFL is growing more and more. But there's also more of these race issues that are coming out more frequently now. Yep. And it's like, why? It's because the game's changing. There's certain people out there that want to keep it how they used to be, you with know, the Joe Montanas and the John Elways, and, and same the Steve people. It's,
2: same people. Yeah. The people that say you got to stand. Like, I'm not going to watch if you don't stand for the national anthem, and then and, 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 and things like that. I don't go to I
0: don't go to my job and voice my opinions. Yeah, I'm sure um,
1: you don't. <laughs> don't don't let the door fucking hit you on the way out. Like, and I think that was the biggest thing. Like the whole getting, we're getting into a whole other thing, but like the national anthem thing. Okay. Like, this is a huge problem I have with that whole thing because did I agree with some of the things that Colin Kaepernick did? No. Like, I didn't. Like, that, the Fidel Castro shirt, not a good look. Absolutely not. Don't agree with that at all. All right. But we live in a country, you know, the United States of America. I'm never going to talk bad. Like, I, I love living in the USA. We live in a country where we have the ability to do things like that without getting taken behind the shed and shot and buried in a grave. You try doing that shit in fucking Saudi Arabia and see, and see what the fuck happens to you. And you know, who, 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 were, who, deep, dark hole, right? Like that, if anything, it's, I, I thought if, if anything, it was, a testament to the flag and to america that we live in a country where people can voice their opinions and protest in a way that doesn't uh, doesn't fucking hurt anybody doesn't hurt anybody except your stupid little emotional feelings uh your, your fake fucking patriotism because uh you know kind of funny like how how fucking patriotic are you like that you know until this happened just because some 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 African Americans are kneeling for the fucking flag like guess what dude like if you look at the Constitution like if you look at like what's respectful for the flag these are the same people that probably wear American fucking flag tank tops and shorts to the beach which is against the rules of the flag if you fucking look at it look deep into it all right what's your real problem here your real, pl- your real problem. African Americans having some sort of voice and say in everything. And that's the deepest issue with this campaign. And I'm not saying that every single person who doesn't like CAM is racist. I'm not saying that. I think they're stupid. But I'm not, you know, not every single person is like racist. But I would say it's at least 60% of the people who have a problem with CAM have some sort of deeper issue inside of them that they don't like to see a boisterous, Loud, authentic African American in a position that Cam was in. That's what it is.
2: And and what sucks is it's not necessarily a choice that they like knew they made, but it's how they were raised in 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 small town America Mm of North Carolina by people that were raised by people who were like could openly be racist and it was okay back in, yeah. way, way back then so it's just like it's a systemic problem mm. that just got c- continued on and like that's what sucks even more about it is it we talked about there were people that 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 were it was it's veiled that their campaign is 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 that they they can't really pinpoint it and they they won't ever admit it but it's in there it's it's rooted and yep. something else, and it's how they were raised. Like I you feel- said, Corey,
0: who who are we? Who am I to tell somebody how to peacefully protest an issue that I I've never dealt with before? Just like who am I to tell somebody like how you can and can't dress? You're not wearing anything offensive or derogatory. Like who who am I? Like yeah, it's you're right. It's because if we're all stuck in this 1940s, 1950s mentality that a lot of people are raised in, and that's what's a a big issue like it's when it stems over to sports like sports is supposed to be like an escape from real life issues that we all deal with and you want to turn and make it about something that it's not because you have a personal agenda and like we saw that on display here like you never saw that in the the, what's scary is that you never saw or heard that until he came along at least in our community and it it shows you the the type of people that we have around us When it's not about performance on the field, it's not about character issues, it's about how you feel because you don't like the way that somebody does something and it bothers you seeing them not care what
1: you think. Right. I remember, and I feel bad about this. I feel bad about this now looking back on it, but I remember like when the whole kneeling stuff happened and I was like, I was very vocal in support for it. Like, it's not disrespectful. You can miss me with it being disrespectful. I think it's like, Fuck anybody who thinks it's disrespectful. But like, I remember thinking to myself, please God, don't let Camille. I feel bad about that, but it's like, please God, don't give them another thing to fucking talk about. Please Lord, I do not want another thing I have to argue about at barbecues. Like I'm gonna be straight with you. There was a time period where people like in my family, like don't broach the subject (laughs) with Corey. Don't start this because I I mean, I, like I said, I got hostile real quick. And, and
2: Matt, you talked about NBA growing and, 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 and it just let's hit on this, the dressing NBA people, NBA players get to dress very loud and very over the top before each game. Nobody cares. Before and after each game, it's celebrated. There's there's accounts that are out there that are celebrating how these dudes are walking in to be dressed. Guess what? Cam does it in football. It's not okay. In um, in the NBA, they wear pregame shirts and and they they get they get to put names on, certain names on the back of their jersey and and they get to stand for these causes. In the NFL, you don't get to do it. And and like you said, the NBA is quickly becoming. The most popular, the most, the fastest growing sport because they're embracing that.
1: And the NFL is stuck. And the NFL, it's like, I don't, and I'll say this about the NFL and like the NCAA or whatever. I don't understand how these like multi billion dollar brands like the NFL, who obviously have a lot of smart people at the top running, how can you still be so fucking short sighted and so behind the times? if the nfl would just take a little bit of the branding the marketing from the nba with its athletes like it would i think grow even more which is fucking crazy to think about like but the nfl still has this like portion that's just so stuck behind the times like
2: just take a look at that portion and who they are and what they look like and that's what
0: i was gonna say like you think about the the thing is with nfl owners how many of them Still think players are their property. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Was it the Texans owner that that made comments? Yeah, the inmates yep.
1: running the fucking prison. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, dude. And like, you, Jerry Jones is the biggest. That's a big cover right there. I oh mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but like you saw partner, that the, the Dallas Cowboys, we gonna need. Yeah, but then you see his his fake ass got down there and he kneeled one game and like that, I like that was it. it. And it. then it. just do a piece. Yeah, I'm here. And dude,
1: like. Like, I, I, this, this
0: has obviously gotten off track, but like I, I, we have to say these things to, to put out there, like what kind of people are in the fan base, you know, whether you're a fan or not. But like maybe you need to like look inward. I don't care if you never listen to us again. Like you're mad about what we're saying. Like that doesn't bother me. Like we're expressing our opinions and like I do not care. Like maybe you need to look inward at the issue and how you're treating players of this organization you think about why they would want to play here like why they would want to stay and come to Carolina because you know how many people are coming out and say they want to they want to play with Cam now after the fact that he's gone from Carolina I'm pretty sure Julio said that said that um about him going to New England and it's like you just look at
1: these things man we're in it's 2021 look at like okay so you had for example like you had obviously boston one of the most racist cities in america that's on like that is a fact one of the most racist cities in america like you had the fans and the pundits up there like screaming for cam but yet you had all these players saying coming out on record on twitter on everything saying cam's not the fucking problem like i want to play with cam if
2: (laughs) And I mean Bill, Bill is like Cam, Cam is our guy. Cam is like Bill is backing Cam. Like, I don't I don't think Bill, like, and I mean I I guess I could be way off base here, but I do not think Bill just backs up just anybody,
1: man. And I and and, and I didn't think it was possible to put Cam in a worse situation than the Panthers did. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriots. Like, dude, if you think that last season for the Patriots had anything to do with like a disservice, like anything to do on – if you think that's all Cam's fault, you are sadly still had Still half had their,
0: more wins than we have had the last two seasons.
1: Half of their defense opted out. His best
2: receiver was J- Jacoby Myers. He did not have a tight end. He had two, but he did not they, – they weren't – They were
1: they – they, they
2: were terrible. They were two – they drafted him two just terrible rookies that just did not – Work the offensive line wasn't great. Just the team was not good, and he still, he still willed them to what was it six wins? Seven. They
0: went seven and nine. Okay. Go go listen to the I Am Athlete podcast. It's it's Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, and Fred Taylor on there with Cam. And he talks about going to New England and and not having OTAs, not having minicamp. Right. And how much it affected him last year. And he he could have said any excuse. He could have blamed himself. He could have blamed – I mean, excuse me, not blamed himself. He could have blamed everybody else. He could have blamed coaching staff. Could have blamed it on COVID. Could have blamed him catching COVID on something else. But he said, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I would have went through those struggles. It it helped me grow. Um, It helped me become a better leader like all these things, like he took full responsibility of it. And this is a man who at the time of this interview wasn't even under contract at all. And it's like, you know, I wouldn't, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done anything. <coughs> and people complained. The man went seven and nine still had a better record than we've had the past two seasons. And like he, they, they obviously was like, okay, we're going to run the ball more. Like you saw an offense run, run cam like willingly. Then, like, the, the Seattle game, like, he had a he had a hell of a game. He threw for 400 yards, like, had him on the goal line to win the game. Like, yeah, it didn't work out, but so be it. Like, he's throwing balls to the fourth and fifth string tight ends and still, still winning more games than we had here in Carolina with all the money that we spent with a $63 million man, with Matt Rule and his $70 million contract. And I still see people on Twitter and social media talking shit about him. It. It's like, dude, what – how about you look at our organization? How bad we
2: fucked up? How about you do that? But Teddy had more passing touchdowns, and Teddy had more yard passing and yards. And that's what <laughs> pissed me off Teddy, more yeah. is that
0: Teddy wanted Teddy wanted all the glory when things went good, but when things went bad, he wasn't taking responsibility. No. That Washington win late in the season.
1: Oh, Teddy, I, I'm, Teddy Teddy is everything. Like as a leader, wise that people thought Cam was thought Cam was mm-hmm. like. Oh, I'm going to – Cam never once in his entire fucking career blamed anybody else, anybody else, himself, ever. He, Ted, never, he Cam, never will.
2: That's no, no, and Cam could have easily thrown the play calling under the bus They had Ron under the bus for not giving him weapons – Ron and Gettleman under the bus for not giving him weapons or, or whatever. Teddy's here for one year, and uh, rule didn't run – Red zone offense
1: in
0: practice.
1: Yeah. It's easy when, to say when that when
0: you're gone now.
1: I hated I didn't I didn't like Teddy before the season. I fucking mm-hmm. hate him. But like I think man, it's just Cam's entire time here, like he was the whipping post for the entire franchise.
0: For everybody, even local reporters too.
1: Like that's just the whole, the whole Jordan Talk Rodriguez you, thing. Oh Talk yeah, talking Scott Fowler too. Fuck Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler is a piece of
0: shit. And you try know. to, you try to bait the guy into saying things. You ask the same questions every week, and he just answers with a smile on his face. Ron had his back. I will give him that. Like, you know, I had my issues with Ron at certain points of his career here, his time here, but he always stuck up for his guys. Right. Uh, so, man, like. The media around here just maybe maybe we've gotten better, but you you got you got to do better too going forward. Like you, Charlotte is not a major market. Like regardless of what you think, Charlotte Observer is not trust me you're not writing for the new york times you're writing for the new york post like you need to get a grip on where we are in the world the narrative that's around this area and also mm-hmm. you need to do things to put us in a national media relevancy right. and, and spin everything in a good light like i get you have to ask tough questions that's a part of having a media job like you need to ask certain questions
1: we 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 are not philadelphia yeah. we're not new york we are not those those markets where you can like just bash every fucking we're not at that level okay and i tell you what everybody in the charlotte media at the time that cam was here missed an amazing opportunity because the reporter or media person that could have gained cam's trust and got access beyond to cam became like friends with cam would have probably been the espn reporter national reporter for the Panthers at this time but they nobody everybody just wanted to feed the fucking f-150 Twitter headline because know? that's what that's what got airtime that's what got that's
2: what it's like we talked about it earlier with like the cowards of the world those stupid opinions and stupid pieces are what we, we've 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 come into a time in media and social media and Twitter all of it that those stupid opinions get more airtime than good ones because we're every, everyone, everyone wants to, to talk like, be, to, to point out how stupid an opinion is or, or back up that and just show that their opinion is also stupid and, and praise a stupid opinion. But like I, I saw it in, and go back, just to go back to baseball, one of the popular baseball podcasts did a, um, uh, an all-star ballot. Like, Quarter, quarter season all-star ballot and like on purpose left a few people out to piss off people and they got so much traction because they just left that left people out on purpose and it's the same thing that the media was doing with cam it's just like it, that was what was that, that that's what was getting them clicks so they stuck with it
0: there's no such thing as bad publicity no. and now that's the thing everybody wants these hot takes and they put these people on air that are no more qualified than, than us. But like, it'd be like us going on national media saying some dumbass opinion, some ignorant opinion and it getting traction and getting views and getting attention. And the YouTube clips are up to, you know, four or 5 million. That's what these companies want now. That's why mainstream media is dog shit now.
1: Yeah. Like, that's why, you know, that's why like, I'm like, bless him. He's made a fucking wonderful career for himself, but like skip Bayless, like dude, skip Bayless knows no more about sports than us three.
0: Same guy who in a Dallas newspaper accused an NFL player of being gay back in the 90s that played for the Cowboys. Right. Like, we're really talking about this guy who, that anybody can get a job on there. I mean, Shannon Sharp, bless his heart, he's on there drinking drinking Hennessy and smoking cigars. And, like, if anything, if anybody's helping themselves yeah. out, it's probably been him yeah. and yeah. Stephen yeah. A. Smith, you know, the last few years.
1: Yeah. This Man.
0: But this just all circles back to just – what's i guess what's wrong with the world and what's wrong with sports media and what's wrong with this or what was wrong with this fucking fan base they got, what, their, is? They got I mean, what they
2: wanted they got what they wanted
0: though i mean yeah they did and and you know what trust me we are all we've all talked about this you know i, I hope sam has a great career here hope he's a franchise quarterback you know i hope he turns things around because guess what he's not Kyle Allen this kid's from from uh, you know coming in from california so tell me like, I mean, I'm hoping it goes well. I really am. Like there will never be another Cam Newton. You know, it sucks for anybody that have to, you know, to fill his shoes because you're never going to.
1: Right. And I think, I I think the thing that I would say to Panthers fans is (sighs) learn from this the next time that we have anything remotely close to Cam appreciate the fuck out of it. All right, because, you know, just don't take it so serious. Appreciate the hell out of it because Cam gave us the best years of my entire fanhood. Like, the most fun I've ever had with really anything has been – was watching Cam.
0: Switch Switching gears just a small – just a small bit here. But you see, like, how how the NBA, how the Charlotte Hornets fan base, how everybody is is embracing LaMelo – Right. And I'm and I'm so happy about that because of how much like when the, coming in the league, he had to deal with LeVar. He had to deal with, the, uh, you know, the uh, the junior baller association, the overseas stuff, thinking it's all a joke. And he came in and won rookie of the year. Like mean, we see it's, it's we just lost our franchise point guard. you know, the, Two years the ago. Year before, yeah. And so to get get another franchise player like that, that just you know that doesn't really ever happen like that necessarily. Like that quick of a turner turnaround, and you know, I the Kimba and Cam thing, you know, it does kind of compare a little bit because you know the Hornets didn't necessarily give Kimba the help that he needed. Uh, I mean, they made the smart decision in hindsight, not you know, not to pay him the big money, which has got us in trouble before. But the two organizations were not that far apart with the help that they got their franchise player. And I, like Corey was saying, just to piggyback on it, I just hope that if Sam does turn in to be a franchise quarterback or if we have to, you know, draft another one in a year or two, whatever the case may be, just learn from this whole experience because you don't franchises don't get this thing happen twice. Like if this continues to go down a a bad way, I mean, you're looking at these, we're not in a huge market. So you're looking at potentially if some relocation, you know, is never out of the question
1: these days. I think the, I think the, the, the best thing about the NBA, though, is like F one hundred and fifty Twitter and those that group of people they don't watch the NBA already, you know, because they don't play any defense.
0: They watch. They'll watch the playoffs. That'll be the first, yeah. like the first game yeah. that they watch, oh, okay. like whenever that happens. They don't,
1: they don't. They don't play any defense in the NBA. I'm like, I'm sorry if you want to watch, you know, UVA basketball, you know, <laughs> right ahead, please. meet my It's <laughs> very boring. <laughs> it's awful. It's an awful product. Um, so, yeah, I think that LaMelo will be blessed with the fact that he doesn't have to deal with that portion of, of society, whereas, you know, in football, it's you, no matter what happens, they can say they're not going to watch because of A, B, or C, but they're still going to watch. With success,
2: he'll get a little bit more of that. I think those those people will will migrate to it with with success. It's kind of like
1: 2015 Panthers, if, like we talked about.
0: If he has a bad stretch, they'll they'll start to turn and you'll start yeah. to well, more and more. And I order. think
1: you're and you're already seeing it nationally. I think with like Trey Young, like people don't like the shimmies. Yeah. And, and what do you what do they think?
0: It's going to be worse when the Hornets get in the playoffs. Like I, I hope people are just going to prepare for that. Like Lamelo already talked shit like. He, him and Trey Young got into it this season. I mean, I, I personally think that that's going to go like that's going to that's going to be a, a rivalry. I mean, same division, like everything. I think that like that's eventually going to be a thing. But people need to start preparing themselves for that to come because Lamella is very vocal um, at, at a young age. It's a 19 year old here. You
1: gotta love it, love it, love
2: the access. Yes. And and how how Lamelo is being accepted to start. I'm not saying it I I hope it continues. How Lamelo is being accepted to start is how Cam should have been accepted, and that's that's what sucks about it. We're we're enjoying Lamelo, and I mean I enjoyed Cam very thoroughly. But there are a lot of people who didn't let themselves enjoy Cam, and it's a shame. And and they they call themselves Panthers fans, but they just they gripe for the entire tenure and. It's it's a
1: shame that they didn't enjoy it.
0: You missed out on the best stretch of Panther football mm-hmm. in franchise history, and I feel in bad. The for
1: Hornets, them. the Hornets, the Hornets should take a pay oh, take a lesson from the Panthers with Lamelo, and realize what you have, and build around that superstar. Yeah. Don't let it go to waste, <laughs> Like – Surround that superstar with what they need. And and
2: luckily I think LaMelo is the type that can get guys to come because I think Charlotte is, like we said, not a big market. And it's tough sometimes to get free agents to build to come to build around. But I think LaMelo is the type of player that that will do that. Cam was the type of player too, if we'd have done it, I think. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh but so when you get the when you get those guys, take advantage of it, draft, draft well and And put the right guys around him. Spend your money right.
1: And that's the – and like that'll always – that's forever. I'm going to go to my grave looking back on Cam's tenure and wishing that we had just – instead of trying to stockpile misplaced assets on defense, which, again, people look at me sideways, I, I get it, our defense was great, okay, but it was never what Ron wanted it to be or what they thought it was. If they had put that effort onto the offensive side of the ball, if they would have done, like, what the Chiefs are doing with Mahomes and, you know, gave Cam true weapons and said, like, we're going to be average on defense for a while and we're just going to stockpile and become, like, this fucking Ferrari offense, I, I still think we maybe have two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls with Cam. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious with that. I, I truly, in my heart, believe that.
2: I sometimes daydream about what it would be like to have Cam, prime Cam with, with Tepper, with Rule, with Joe Brady, and what that looks like because its it looks so different. Yeah. Uh,
0: 2015 was just a missed opportunity as far as the direction of the franchise go because, you know, just a, a, a piece – Going forward after 2015, just a piece here and there, whether it be offensive line, whether it be um, a wide receiver. We just – we didn't take a, an offensive lineman in the first round. Um, I, we took Kelvin in the always, first, and that was it. I'll always
1: like, go back – I'll always go back to Ron's decision to promote Shula to O.C. Always. I, I, I'll i always go back to that because that that's that was the – nail in the coffin for Cam's career when it came to off the offensive side of the ball always i'll the, never get over that
0: the the deep passes started to go away like you know if they go back and watch his rookie year just watch watch what Chud did even though like there was no speed out there right and it's like you know 400 yard games they started to go away but he had 400 yards on offense in you know 2015 but just i mean he set the league on fire with no weapons around him that that 2015 year i mean that that year was ridiculous like he shit on the entire league and it's i mean i with no real weapons around him so like that right there should have been where, where you said okay going into the next offseason what do we do where do we mess up like he's not the problem um like what do i need to give this guy to to, to win that super bowl and they didn't make any trades like they they didn't you know structure they did they weren't aggressive they were just nonchalant instead we let the the franchise cornerback walk like right, just because he, he was taking his time signing the franchise tag and it's it we just did a huge disservice as a franchise as a fan base um to what we had maybe we took it for granted maybe we got got comfortable maybe people just didn't didn't want him here you know i mean there's a probably a huge part of the fan base that was very happy when that happened um I don't know, man. We, uh, it's depressing. Um, it's, it was fun. It was, um, I I don't know. It's, uh, it was, there's a lot of mixed emotions, even after two hours of this podcast, it's, it's still, obviously not gonna make anything better, but, um, I just hope what we've said resonates with a lot of our listeners and, um, maybe you guys at least getting through this have, have had some, some type of closure. Maybe you've, you've been able to vent and nod your head and like, yeah, that's right. Like right. agree with what we've said. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man, that, that, that era was, um, tough. It was fun. It was, you know, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Uh, and ultimately we, we did a disservice on how we, how we let the man go and how we handled it and how Tepper handled it. I mean, I think the writing was on the wall when the man came out and said, well, you tell me if he's healthy and, and we can talk. Are you a doctor? I mean, I think, that, you know, I, I love what Deborah's done here, you know, but honey, honeymoon phase is over with. He, he's learned to take more of a step back. I think they've done a better, you know, PR job on, on trying to get him to be quiet and then getting rule on the same page with Fitterer. Um, I, I think now we've probably cleaned it up versus where we were 2018. Um,
1: especially with how that
0: season started. It just.
1: We talked, we talked earlier about, you know, I would say to you know people on the fence and stuff like that, like you know, we we talked about, we preached patience with Cam when we wished that Cam would have patience. we got to have some patience with Tepper. we got gonna have some patience with the rule. Um, I think this is the first time I'm gonna be honest with you. I was not excited last year at all. So I'm excited again for Panthers football. We did feel like this was an episode we had to do. Like when we started this podcast, we had to do this. Like and we, I don't think we even touched everything I really wanted to touch. Honestly, no.
2: there's no way to in in, in yeah. one one episode, and you're gonna forget things. You're gonna get going on tangents,
0: and so, yeah. there's well, yeah, it is. Uh...
2: And I, I guess this is if you've made it this far, you're you probably don't fall in this category. But I, I think Matt's kind of touched on it. But like if 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 you never listen to us again because of this, I, because of look in the mirror, please. I I don't care if if you're not going to ever like,
1: but look in the mirror. Do some soul searching about why you have so much anxiety and hatred in your heart for somebody.
2: And again, if you've made it this far, you probably don't fall in that category to begin with, but.
0: Like, don't get us wrong. We're Panthers fans.
1: Right, we're all
0: gonna be Panthers fans, right. but it's you're not gonna sit here and ignore about how a franchise quarterback, the arguably the best player in franchise history, the only MVP in franchise history, a Hall of Famer, whether you like it or not. Um, and I'm and not I'm gonna not, like, act like he wasn't treated poorly,
1: and we're just here. and we're just and I'm yeah, I'm not just gonna let Cam's tenure here get brushed under the rug like like it was nothing because it wasn't. It was, it was not. It was the most special time to be a Panthers fan. And if you didn't enjoy that, then you missed out. That's all I'm saying.
0: And I really don't know how you can sit here and after we just ran it for two hours, um, and with all the points that we've made, I don't know how you can say, you know what, I, I, I just I didn't like that man. Didn't like him as a quarterback, didn't like him as a, as a man didn't like the way dressed
1: i mean keep that towel off your head what you really want to say is keep that towel off your head boy
0: find, find a new team to pull for i mean yeah that's that's really where i'm at that's that's where i i've been um just just there's there's no there's no place for it in this fan base there's no place for it in this league uh, if you have a personal vendetta against the guy, just come out and say that because that at this point that's better than you sitting here making up excuses and and going down a rabbit hole and digging yourself a deeper hole that you're not going to come out of. And when we've sat here and disproved pretty much every theory out there that that we've heard personally and also have read online, and, and it, it's a it's it's a shame that the things that we've had to hear in and outside of that stadium, at least during the during his time here, um, and a lot of those comments that. I, I, I personally hope that you feel ashamed for ever making or if your son, daughter, whatever was ever treated that way or had things said about that, or God forbid, grow up to be just like you.
2: Yeah. And what's crazy is there's there's people that that call them scam, called that, 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 that had those things to say. And then in 2015, like like Corey said, they went and bought Cam Newton jerseys. And they wore him in the stadium for the Arizona game, the NFC championship. And they were the loudest people in the stadium. And then uh, six months later, they're calling him scam again on Twitter because he threw an interception. Yeah. And they're not the team's not undefeated. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm thinking of particular people that I remember seeing that happen with on Twitter that that I knew. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Come on, what what what's what, what's going on? And it's just it's crazy that, like you said, the best player in franchise history, the only MVP, and 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 people just have to find something. They can, they can't enjoy it. They can't. That that is the best time to be. a, That was the best best time to be a Panthers fan, bar none. That it's not even close. Yep. And yet, you have to find these things wrong with the best player, and it's just—it's just, it's just well, why? Why can't he be more like Luke? Because he's not think, Luke. Like that—that—that that, that, that is something that they said. Why can't he be more like Luke? I remember that one too.
1: If you don't think, if you in your weird, twisted, stupid brain don't think Cam Newton was a good quarterback. Go and then I can't believe I'm saying this, but go to Wikipedia and download his list of NFL records.
0: It's too long right now. It would literally take it's us probably pal- t- it's probably you know, ten minutes to read through.
1: It's it's absolutely insane. And it's one of the most under talked about, underappreciated things of any player in the NFL that's playing currently. It's me- ridiculous.
0: Let me I'll say this and, and I'm gonna touch on this. This may be you know a hot take this may be outlandish whatever cam newton gets criticized or got criticized as much and maybe it's amplified because of us being so close to the fan base and obviously being around local media more but he got just as criticized as much as lebron in basketball 1000
2: percent so and i mean i'm a lebron i'm not i'm not a lebron fan personally (laughs) Right. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm I'm somebody who is who has criticized LeBron for the the, the decision and the flopping and all that, but like I, I I I can get behind it. My 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 criticism of LeBron is for for different reasons.
1: Right, and that's the thing too. Like I think, but me, you, we, I think we have nuances. Like I don't like LeBron, but like I can still validate that LeBron is a top five basketball player of all fucking time give him his credit and give him his due. Just because, you know, I personally don't like the dude. Like, and it's, it honestly like, yeah. And the decision was a a big part of it, but it's like, I'm still giving him his due. I, I know that he is a fucking phenomenal basketball player. The problem I have is these people who criticize Cam for stupid reasons, Throw that over into him not being a good football player, which is wrong. You're just, you're just wrong. You are wrong.
0: Imagine if somebody came to your job at McDonald's while you're flipping burgers and told you how to do that. I mean, I, nobody's coming back there and telling you how to run that grill. So maybe the next time you and sit there and, and talk about how a man dresses or you know what a man does because he doesn't act like you, maybe you'll uh, you'll think that through before you speak.
1: Well, this has gone pretty long. Uh, I hope you've stayed with us this long. But some housekeeping notes from the pod itself. Um, I know we've had kind of a little dead period. It's been a dead period in the NFL. I mean, this is that dog days of summer. And I think all three of us have just been going crazy these past couple of weeks cause I've been out of town, like, for the past five weekends. Like, so we have more content coming. We're not going anywhere. Um, we're gonna really start cranking up because, you know, July, a couple weeks. Guess what that means? Training camp. Mm-hmm. It's almost here, guys. It's almost here. So, stay with us. You know, we'll, we'll we have some things in the works. We have some 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 episodes that we're gonna start cranking out. So, yeah, and and like
2: Corey said, we're in the dog days. If if we had done an epi- a weekly episode for the last five weeks instead of like going every other week like we have been just be repeating stuff right there's nothing there's nothing to talk about so uh we knew this was a good time for the cam episode and and we hope this one is one that you guys i know there were people that had been saying they've been waiting for it so um I'm, it's one we've been waiting for and excited to do it's, it's stuff we all need it's stuff the three of us needed to say
1: i feel like i had a therapy session just like
2: Yeah. And I mean, it it came out, something about Cam came out in every episode. I think there was one episode where we didn't talk about him. And I, and at the very end, I was like, guys, we did it. We went, we went a whole episode without talking about him. And just jokingly, because we, we all needed this to to move on to 2021 Panthers because I I don't think people have talked about it enough and, and nobody has moved on from Cam and it's, and you don't have to move on from Cam but there it, 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 this is the camless era era of the panthers and you've got to we've got to move on and realize that he's not coming
1: back
0: this still turned out to be more pg than i expected yeah i mean so be thankful for that cuz there's <laughs> that we make <laughs> that we wouldn't put on here but
2: yeah i tried to hold my tongue as best i could just just because we are in recorded format
0: right
1: yeah and so, i hope this reaches you know people and reaches certain people that you know we want to hear and put us on the map and realize you know we're not just you know three dudes yeah. that just hey, and, you and bullshit dis- hey if
0: you disagree come find us at a tailgate this year come yeah, uh, oh yeah come come up to uh we'll discussion. To the game. yeah i'll have a friendly talk you want to come on here and, and explain your side i'll We'll, hand you well, listen, we'll record I, it right there in the parking lot if you want to Yeah. so
2: and and if you have made it this far and you know people that are on the other side of this like just sit
1: there don't, right?
2: don't don't just sit there and be quiet like just let them know let them let them send them our podcast and just say hey i think you need to hear this i think i think this is something that would hit close to home, close to home for you um and i mean they may not be your friend anymore after that but that did you want to be friends with him anyway? <laughs> oh, no. uh, so just like, if, if this, if, if you, it, obviously if you made it this far, it probably doesn't hit home with you. But if you know somebody like just, just to make the world a better place, like,
1: Oh, there's say, a, couple- just say something,
2: just say something to them.
1: As, as soon as this gets posted, there's, I have a list of people that I'm going to just drop this straight into their DMS and to their text messages and be like, fuck you but listen
2: to this. yeah i mean i'm gonna on twitter and instagram my i think my caption is gonna be some of you need to hear this
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and and those are the people they're gonna aren't gonna make it this far they're not gonna know that that i said that but some of you need to hear this
0: all right guys let's get out of here um, <laughs> we spent two hours on this saturday morning covering this subject still not enough there will never be enough time to to say how we really feel about it, but I think we did enough—a good enough job of getting this out there. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed this episode, probably one of my favorites, where we can just come on here and just sit and rant uh, off the top of the head. Like I said, a lot of this stuff we need to get off our chest. Um, we'll never fully get over how everything went down. Um, you will never be able to replace Cam, um, but I, I personally am excited about this upcoming year. Excited for the direction of the franchise. Hope Cam out and we eventually play him in the super bowl. Um, that's what would make me happier. Yep. Um, uh,
1: Oh, and I want to say one thing and it probably, if you've made it this far, I don't, this is, you're not the person I'm talking to, but like this year, that Patriots game, if you do anything other than, but stand and cheer for Cam Newton, when he comes out of that fucking tunnel for the Patriots, Fuck you. If I'm Fuck there you. and somebody near me is i oh, it's probably going to be get a fight. It's probably going to be a fight. I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to start throwing bows.
0: I'm going to try to stay sober for that game. It's, probably, it's probably necessary
2: because there will there will be things said that just it will set each and every one of us off. I know that for sure.
1: Well, guys, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Real.
1: I'm going to go and I'm up in a beautiful colorway. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> about to hit a brewery up at, you know, 1030. So no better time for it. Corey's
0: going back. to grad school.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, so we catamount. But I could not not do this episode, guys. So yeah. I told everybody that I'm here with, y'all are just going to have to bear with me.
0: So, man. <laughs> hey, go enjoy your day. Enjoy um, it. Yeah, man, that was fun. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, take a little bit of a, of time off, and we'll be gearing up for for mini camp. So uh, appreciate you guys to, uh, listening dream, today. Man. Yeah, Trinity. Sorry, excuse me. It's already it's already here. Um, appreciate you I guys. Be,
1: I will definitely be going to Spartanburg.
0: Yeah,
1: we'll uh, we'll
0: see if we can't get an episode done while we're out there.
1: Yep, cool. So, all right.
0: Appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for sticking with us for these two hours, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later. Yeah.